to another thrilling episode of High on Horror! I am one of your hosts, Smiles, and as always, I am joined by uh, Sickly Chris. What up, Sicko? <laughs> what up? Sicko mode activated. <laughs> <laughs> and Healthy Josh. What up, Josh? Oh, healthy mode activated. No reps are singing about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, fucking healthy. I'm fucking healthy. <laughs> Give me all your money and you help me. <laughs> Here we go. So, yeah. That's a plat- platinum album right there. Yeah, the dirty dog's laying it down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I was going to do like a high on horror parody, but that's another show. All right. Um, so... Wait, that's our show, Miles. That, well, no, I was, anyway, you get it. Words are hard today, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, did you guys do anything horror-related since our last recording? It's been a bit. I was, uh, I've been quarantining. So that's pretty horror. Yeah, it's pretty horror. Horror-esque. <laughs> I've been cosplaying The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't really, I mean, I've been watching, I watched, uh, the, I finished Station Eleven on HBO, which is kind of like, not really horror, but it does have some horror elements to it periodically. Um, and now I'm watching The Leftovers, which again, is more of like psychological horror. Mm-hmm. That looks but, good. I always wanted to try that one out, but I never, never got around to it. It's so weird. Like, yeah. Um, midway through season two and i am like i would say at this point hooked like i need to know what happens at the end but it's just so fucking weird the uh the showrunners from that show they were the ones who were given watchmen and they fucking killed it on the watchmen show so they must be pretty damn good yeah Uh, damon lindelof i think is the that's the guy the writer the director yeah lindelof uh josh you do anything uh horror themed looks like you're scratching your socks uh, now I have a cut on my foot. Uh, yeah, I was. I literally right before this was just on a, a horror movie podcast, repping the show, promoting Ooh. our stuff. Hell yeah! Uh, shout out to Wheel of Horror podcast. They're awesome dudes. We talked about Willy's Wonderland, <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> Cage. What do you think of that one, Josh? It, I mean, it's not. It's not winning any awards, but <laughs> <laughs> all the parts where he was fighting animatronics were really, really cool. Hell yeah. But if you watch the trailer, it's exactly what the trailer makes it look like. <laughs> yeah. So you get what you pay for. Hell yeah. I didn't do a whole lot of horror-related things, but just before this, I did see something truly, truly world-life horrible, and that is McDonald's has rolled out the Crunchy McDouble. Do you know what the Crunchy McDouble is? It just They just released it today. Is that like two McChickens stacked on top of each other? It's a McDouble with three chicken nuggets on the bottom. <laughs> I like my idea better. Your <laughs> Give idea me a double is stack better. of McChickens. <laughs> Even just put another McChicken on the bottom of it, but they're individual nuggets, so the whole thing's going to fall apart. It looks terrible. They did that once with uh, French fries on the cheeseburger, and that was good. <laughs> I mean, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, there's a burger spot around here that does that, and those are awesome. The, actually, yeah. funny story, the burger, 
I forget what the joint's called, but I ordered it one time, and the burger that had the French fries on it is called the Chris. And I was like, let's <laughs> fucking go! <laughs> of course you'd order My- that one. Miles, I'm not going to say I wouldn't smoke a blunt and probably down three of these crunchy McDoubles, but <laughs> I didn't come here to lie today. <laughs> it just it looks like a crime against humanity, but who am I to say? Like, I love a McDouble, too, but yeah. How many people have made that sandwich on their own to yeah. where it got That's to the true. point where they're like, fuck yeah, now's our time. <laughs> I feel like There are McDonald's- dozens of us. <laughs> I feel like McDonald's are like they've already got all the ideas for the next fifteen years, and they just put things out that everyone already does or are like finally breakfast all day. Like years, people wanted it. They knew people wanted it, and then they were like, "All right, now we'll do it." So we're it's only a matter of time until we just have chicken patties as bread and shit. That's true. I, I feel I, like they already have that. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like, kind of a weird admins. Like, I'm not opposed to fast food burgers in general, but, like, I literally cannot bring myself to eat McDonald's beef. I don't know what it is. I like, like the I, regular cheeseburgers. I won't eat, like, a quarter pounder or anything like that. I smash I, the fuck out of that shit. I love it. <laughs> I just get the chicken, man. If I want a burger, I'll go to, like, Wendy's. But, like, I can't. I don't know why I just can't eat McDonald's burgers. Something about it. Something about- I, I went... On my other show, I I declared that I believe the Whopper is the best fast food cheeseburger of like the main three, like Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's. That's Burger King, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't it's, even tell you the last time I went to a Burger King. Ah, uh, it's everything you need, and it's a it's enormous. Whopper's fucking. They huge. always <laughs> did have the biggest burgers. I mean, I enjoy Hardee's quite a bit, and Hardee's blows all that shit miles out of the water. They're these big, fat, juicy burgers. Oh, my God. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I always think of Hardee's for breakfast. Their biscuits are so bomb. Fuck yeah, they are. I, I'm a bit of a uh, fast food aficionado. <laughs> I eat yeah, a we lot went of that to shit. Arby's. We went to Arby's when I was out there. Yeah. Almost had a heart attack on the amount of mayo they put on it. It was awesome. <laughs> Bring the beef. We encountered the crankiest window attendant ever. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was fucking insane. He was like a 60-year-old white guy that looked like he was probably a scientist and just got laid off or something. He was so fucking yeah. mad. He definitely did not want to be there, or and he definitely seemed like he wasn't supposed to be there at that time because he was in a rage. <laughs> He's like, I used so, to be somebody. Bro, this literally sounds like you guys were in an episode of Masters of Horror. <laughs> We could have been. <laughs> we could have been. Yeah, I mean, it basically was. That was when we went to a horror convention. Hello. Yeah, we literally had just been in a room with people that were in Masters of Horror episodes. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were in the room with the Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was there, and then like we went back to my house, and we watched movies, and we put in Puppet Master, and one of the people that we talked to was in the movie, and we're like, whoa! <laughs> it's crazy! <laughs> Yeah, Miles was like, we we were just in the same room as that person. <laughs> I, I've never been to a horror con, but I feel like they're digging pretty deep if they're getting Edgar Allan Poe from Masters of Horror to be on a panel. Well, he's also the one of the main guys from Reanimator. Who's I've actually, I've never seen that movie. The so. director of Reanimator directed that episode of Masters of Horror with Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Reanimator is the one with the head that does fellatio yeah, on, on the lady. Chick, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I've seen that scene before, but I've actually I've never watched Reanimator. Okay, Nailed so he's so he's like there? a prominent horror actor, not just Edgar Allan yeah. Poe from Master of Horror. Yeah, he's been in a couple of things. Okay. Who famous, else was there? Ted the most, Raimi was there. Yeah, he was the most famous person there was Ted Raimi, and he had a line of people, and all the other ones were just desperately looking at us, like, come talk to us. And I'm like, I don't know who these fucking people are. <laughs> I so Please. desperately just wanted to be like, look, everybody, it's Sam Raimi's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I not to get all like tangential about this, but I feel like part of being a horror actor is you're only normally in one movie unless you were like the person because you die. Like the majority of horror actors <laughs> die in the in the content they're in. So I feel like it's very hard to be like a series character unless you're like a final girl. Yeah, yeah we, there were quite a few like straight to video scream queens that did like four or five prominent like B horror movies that are always at like every con. Yeah, the lady that we saw that was also in Puppet Master, her claim to fame is she's like the third person to die in Halloween four. Like <laughs> Yeah. If that's your claim to fame, it's like, all right, well, you know. But we're not here to talk about horror movie conventions. We're here to change it up today. Uh, we're not talking about just one movie. We're talking about 15. We are ranking our top 90s horror films without repeating. Like, we didn't want to just talk about the same four. So each of us has come up with a list of horror movies from the 90s, which uh, arguably not the best period of time for horror but oh. <laughs> uh, upon looking at the list, there are some fucking bangers from the 90s. So uh, my number five, we will cover third. Like, I'll be the last person in line because I don't want to polarize the audience immediately. So, uh, Josh, what's your number five on your list? Miles, I need to look at your list and see how many ghost movies you got on there. Let's see. Uh the answer is none. <laughs> I didn't see any on there when I looked the first time, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm not the ghost boy. You are. We just made fun of me because I said I didn't mind them. <laughs> I actually, I, think, I, I do I have think a ghost every story. movie on Chris's one could be considered a ghost movie, except for one of them. <laughs> You're right. Actually, literally all of them could be considered a ghost movie in some way, shape, or form. Oh my god! You're that's so amazing we'll talk about that again at the end we'll bring that back up <laughs> so josh what's your number five uh i'll kick it off with a movie from 1990 itself uh the great thing about the early 90s was it was just basically an extended version of the late 80s technology wise so like all the movies still look like they're shot in the 80s uh and that is the 1990 remake of night of the living dead starring mr tony todd hell and yeah tony it's todd fantastic. slinging rod <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goddamn right it is. <laughs> so but yeah, have you seen it? I have only seen parts of it. Chris, I have not. Chris, straight Chris up, haven't his seen it. It's yeah, it Night dope. of the Living Dead, but it, from the nineties. Yeah, it's a it was a remake, but I still think it was directed by uh, George Romero. He just wanted to modernize it. And uh, that's Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, or is that someone who looks like no, Jamie it's Lee a, Curtis? Yeah, it's a Jamie Lee Curtis lookalike. <laughs> Gotcha. So, what about that makes it your number five? Like, why do you, what is it just a dope ass movie, or is there something specific that you're like, this is the reason to watch this one? No, it's the exact same movie as the original. Like, it's a shot for shot remake, except for the ending is different. Mm. But I think it's just 
well done. And like the fact that it's not a black and white movie from the sixties, it's this more modern version. Like the zombies look better and everything else and the acting is better. So it's just enjoyable. I remember I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know they had remade it and I caught it on TV one day on like, I think there was like a free trial HBO or something. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. I remember there's a girl with like, uh, what do they call the, the braces that go around your head? Headgear? <laughs> like, there's a girl with headgear that bites somebody, but that's that's about all I remember. And the end, but I don't want to spoil the end if, since we haven't all seen it. Yeah, the ending is different than the original ending. Mm-hmm. And I would, I'd love to listen to the commentary or something to figure out why they did that. Yeah, it's uh, it's reminiscent of Cabin Fever, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, I guess Cabin Fever is reminiscent of it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anything else we want to say about Night of the Living Dead? No, definitely check it out if you haven't checked it out out there. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely do it on this show eventually. But yeah, it's really, really good. Chris, what do you got? I'm just shocked that they remade that movie in the 90s. I had literally had no idea. I've actually never seen... I'm a huge zombie guy, but I've never seen the original Night of the Living Dead, but I may just watch that one because I love me some Tony Todd. Yeah, now watch the original one, too. It's good. It holds up. They're, like, eating, like, fucking real parts and stuff. Like, they got, like, livers from, like, the butcher shops and stuff. I like that. Yeah. All right, so my number five is, I guess, technically a TV miniseries, but when I saw it, it was in movie format. I'm talking about 1990s It. Um, so, I mean, where to start with this? Uh, is it Tim Curry? I Tim think. Curry. Yeah, is. Hell of a yeah. performance. Yeah, I mean, like, his his performance as Pennywise the Clown is one of the best horror performances in, like, the modern era in my opinion um, i know a lot of people who are to this day super fucked up from that movie even though they play it on like abc family now <laughs> it still was well like... that's yeah it was an abc miniseries they played that shit like every night for a week they like because that thing was like two vhs like i don't can't even remember the whole runtime of it it's like five hours it was like an hour every night for five nights on like abc at eight o'clock <laughs> like kids who could see this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think i saw it on television the first time actually i uh, i definitely rented it the first time i watched it but i rewatched it last year and i watched like that one and then i watched the modern it movies and uh i am gonna take controversial stance and say that the old one does not hold up <laughs> not not because of tim curry he's amazing just everything else about it is pretty fucking hokey. It, it, I the stuff when they're a kid is better than the stuff when they're an adult. Hundred percent. Kind of like with the remakes as well, though. Like, yeah, I I liked all the adult actors. Something was just kind of off about too. They made it a comedy uh, in the modern day. Because I love James McAvoy and stuff in the in the sequel, but yeah, the original one like. That bank guy with his fucking ponytail. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I just want to snatch it. <laughs> and, like, the end fight scene is pathetic. Like, they have an animatronic spider, but he, like, slithers away, and then they go and they just kick it to death. Like, they flip it over and, yeah, like, stab its belly. <laughs> pull its heart out, and they're like, oh! <laughs> so well, that's what... Stephen King never seems to get the shit he deserves for these movies though like 
everyone is always like, oh, yeah, the TV miniseries was great, except for the ending. And then everyone was like, oh, it too sucks because the ending was stupid. And it's like, that's how it is in the book. They he, This cl- scary clown turns into a fucking alien spider for no reason. It's fucking stupid. It's a stupid ending. It's a stupid ending in the book. And, of course, they can't change it. So it's going to be a stupid ending in the movie. They actually did change the end of the movie from the book because it ends in a child orgy. All the kids yeah. have sex yeah, with they're her. They're not yeah. going to do that. I'm, talking, I'm just talking about the monster itself. Everyone's mad that he just turns into a giant spider because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, that's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I actually... I mean, it looks a little stupid, but I actually like that he turns into a giant spider at the end. I, I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> but it just it works for me. It really does. I think spiders are terrifying though. So like <laughs> like I just o- think him being a spirit or a demon or something like that is more terrifying than him like it's better than him being an alien. Well, yeah. Or some interdimensional creature or whatever the fuck he is. I thought him being a spider at the end of the second modern one was fine. Like I thought it mm-hmm. was like a good combination of him being a spirit and also having that like boss mode you know, like boss fight feel to him as well. <laughs> Super um, duper. And they like, they allude to it in the new one that it's like potentially from the same planet or it's the same species as the aliens from Dreamcatcher. It like projects your fears or whatever because it can read your mind and shit. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Fucking well, Dreamcatcher. And, and you can, there are Stephen King books where you can see like the lore of all this stuff. Like, that's what the Dark Tower is. It's, like, the culmination of all his like, universes together. Bye, bye, like, Mr. Gray. Yeah, like, <laughs> Pennywise, the alien form, is, like, the arch enemy of the tortoise that has the universe on its back. <laughs> that's so weird. I've I've read all the Dark Tower books, and you're not that far off, sadly. So, it's like, motherfucker, you used to write books about dogs with rabies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we could go um, off on Stephen King right now yeah, if we wanted going, to. But going back to it for a second, um, I just this was my first introduction to the story, so um, it definitely was really scary, especially because I saw it as a kid. You know, I never particularly thought clowns were scary, personally. Like they just, it just never, never really frightened me. Um, but they did a good job of making a somewhat scary clown in the original It, so I give them props for that. Have you guys ever seen a funny clown? Because I have, and clowns are fucking funny. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I liked Bozo when I was a kid. Yeah, Bozo was good. There's a local clown named Pete McTee in York. He's my friend's oh, no. dad, but He's he had definitely a TV a child. show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he had a TV show, and yeah, Pete McTee's Clubhouse. You'd go on it, and you'd sit, and they'd point a camera at you for a second, and you'd be like, hi, Mom, and that was Pete McTee's Clubhouse. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> was this... <laughs> Don't say it, Let's Josh. just move on. Let's just move <laughs> on. Let's just it. move on, yes. Uh, I, I fucking knew that was going the same way that Trent's yeah. assembly for Jeepers Creepers went. Miles, oh, maybe yeah. bring that up to your therapist. And <laughs> no, they know all about it. About I've told them all about it many times. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, last thought about it for me is that I watched it when I was at my family's cabin when we had one, 
and it freaked me out so much. We watched part one, and the especially the parts where he comes out of the drains and like fucks yeah. with people. I'm definitely not the only person that fucked with. So I took a shower, but I left the curtain open because I was freaked out. <laughs> and the water from me showering hit the floor, and it was like raining in the kitchen of this cabin. Because <laughs> I was, I was so stupid because I was freaked out that like it fucked with a kid when he was naked in the shower. So that's my last it thought. Wait, wait. Before we go on, I just want to say you're one of my favorite people that watch is horror because you're like this disturbed me on such a deep level but i loved it yeah <laughs> that's what horror is for right you're supposed to feel it in the moment and then you go Haha, that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry please continue josh i just had i had to throw that out there because it please. just it makes me so happy like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at this point in my life, I'm like sort of desensitized to horror a little bit. Oh, for sure, for sure. So it just it just makes me happy to remember the days where I'm like, yeah, I spent like three days with my lights on because I couldn't handle this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of flashbacks today because we had first discussed doing an episode about like horror villains that fucking traumatize people. <laughs> so we were thinking about all the ones like that fucked us up as kids, and I'm like, I'm having a lot of unpleasant memories right now. <laughs> This is every time we do an episode for me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. Thinking about that time that I was terrified for no reason, sweating and on my couch. <laughs> yeah, Miles, what's your number five? All right, so we're going to get a little polarizing here. My number five is an American werewolf in Paris. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly... If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I've never seen that because everyone I've ever talked to has been like, don't watch that movie. The I love Spider. it. I love that movie. I grew up watching it, though. I owned it on VHS. And back in the day when you didn't have Netflix and you couldn't go to Blockbuster every day, you watched the same movies over and fucking over. And this one's definitely one of them. I really enjoyed, like... The CGI does not fucking hold up. I'll give you that. It does not. The werewolves look like apes with claws. But... I don't know. I think the plot's funny. They have funny characters in it. And uh, Julie Delpy is in it, and she gets her boobies out, and the dude, like, just grabs them for, like, three minutes of this movie. <laughs> and it was, like, I don't know. It came out in, like, 96, so I was five watching that. So I was <laughs> I was pretty into it. I used to, like, just rewind that scene over and over to the point where, like, when the family would watch it, there would be like the like static line would go through it. Where, like where I had yeah, you're it wearing on. the tape to. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> I okay, loved fa it. Quick fact check: it was '97, so you were six, but you wore this tape out at six years old, Miles. You Hell yeah, fucking, did. You sexual machine. <laughs> That's our dude, boy. <laughs> that's going to be a recurring theme for this episode, my dudes. The 90s were very formative for the young Miles, especially in the boob front. Yep. <laughs> and that was part one of the boob report. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is this movie a sequel to American Werewolf in London, or is it just under the same name so people would see it? Kind of the latter, really. Like, There's no okay. carryover characters or anything. Okay. Yeah, I think they do mention the first movie just like yeah, a it's throwaway like, line. It's like, uh, this once happened to somebody in England. Like, that's about it, really. And, like, they keep the same, like, 
obviously the same theme though like when you get killed by the werewolf the person sees your ghost walking around and shit and like they're trying to convince you to die so they can move on to the afterlife and like the one girl he kills she's like he ripped up her face so half her face is fucked up and like her eye just keeps falling out (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) i don't know i really like this movie i'm sorry I, i liked it when it came out and but it immediately dates itself. It's it's fucking underground fucking rave werewolves. <laughs> yeah, they lock people in this like club, and then like they attract all these American tourists into these clubs, and then they bar the door shut, and people turn into werewolves, and they just massacre people. It's fucking awesome. What's not Except to like about that? It looks like garbage. <laughs> I don't think so. I just rewatched Chris, do it. Do you want to like, see horrible nineteen ninety seven bungee jumping off of the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> Is that in this Because movie? that happens twice in this movie. It does. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so, like, okay, just to just so that I can clarify that scene, why it's important in the movie, is a werewolf girl tries to kill herself by jumping off the Eiffel Tower, and the main character it has a bungee cord around, a bungee jumping gear to jump, and he jumps and he saves her. He grabs her midair and he like lowers her to the ground and lets her go. And then when he comes back up, he bashes his head on the Eiffel Tower, and it's amazing. It's so funny. Yeah. Instead <laughs> of being attacked by a fucking werewolf like in the other movie. <laughs> well, he, he that does happen eventually, but yeah. And the main bad guy is such a bad guy. Like it's such a good movie. Sorry, I'm. I just feel like I really need to sell it because I really enjoy that movie and it's worth oh, a yeah. rewatch. Oh yeah, sell it, really sell it. We'll do it on this one <laughs> one night, and me and Chris will just rip it. Fuck That's it. fine. That's fine. I, I have just, I, if I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I will say one of the best parts of American Werewolf was the practical effects. So if you're saying it's CGI heavy, that makes me a little sad. I mean, there there are some practical effects, mostly blood splattering against the walls, but there are some. There just are not any practical werewolves, unfortunately. They're all CGI. Fucking nine, late 90s, bro. They just were like, oh, we figured out this new technique <laughs> called computer-generated imagery. Had a budget, though, like, especially since it was the 90s and they had CGI monsters. Like, it, there was a budget. The, it was punchy. Like, the, the plot's really well-written, I think. But, yeah. Josh just keeps shaking his head no as if he's seen it in the last decade. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Think I'm going to be proven wrong? <laughs> All right, Mr. Fancy Pants. What's your next movie? Number four on your list. Let's see. Oh my god. Josh is like, can't. I don't even care if I do like it. I'm going to tell you I don't. <laughs> no, I know where I'll stand. <laughs> uh, mine is, uh, well, yeah, this is definitely not. The other movies aren't better than this movie, but I like the other movies a little better. Is uh, From Dust Till Dawn. I fucking love this movie. It's so great. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's scary, but it is. <laughs> it's definitely a horror movie. There's fucking vampires. <laughs> Dude, crotch gun. <laughs> crotch the, pistol. That's all I'm going to say. The first, first half of this movie is so good. Like, it's, like, intense and there's blood and fucking it's just, like, oh, my God. The whole time you're just, like, what the fuck are these characters going to do? They're, like, holding people up and taking people hostage and shit. And then we get Cheech Marin. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> we got big boobs, small boobs. <laughs> so good. I, I had, like, the opposite effect to this movie that you're supposed to. Like, because you're supposed to watch it and be like, oh, man, this is like a 
an action drama movie. They're taking people hostage and shit. And then, oh my God, like what a twist. There's vampires. Like me and my brother went into watching this movie and being like, all right, there's vampires. And then there's all this shit at the beginning. I'm like, what's this? Where's the vampires? (laughs) There are four sequels to this movie. (laughs) Yes. Four straight to video sequels. (laughs) Okay. I have to, I have to correct something. When you said boobs, miles, I was like, was that what he said? I I was saying pussy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And that monologue will live in the Library of Congress <laughs> until the end of time. It's so good. Josh, can you please clip that in here? Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and Salma Hayek with the fucking snake. Oh, my Salma God. Salma Hayek is so fucking hot in this movie. Yeah. That Still is. is. That's Still the, is in, like, 50s. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Eternals. 65-year-old woman got it going on. Can I be honest with you, though, guys? Um, I like the first half of this movie. I think the second half of this movie is just a fucking shit show. Like, it's just like <laughs> what? I can't be a shit too. show. What? Like, I do not like the second half of this movie, and I feel like I should, but I just don't. Holy water condom balloons. <laughs> <laughs> but they like they're like we need crosses. Here, hold the sticks like this. It's like oh, so they can't see any perpendicular lines. Like it's just impossible for them. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the dad is like a priest or pastor or something like that. Mm. So he's able to like bless everything. I'm I'm here just for the fucking like the the wooden stake fucking jackhammer that they make. Yeah. That thing's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and a the, good the, movie. Also, the guy with the crotch gun is Tom Savini. Yes. Master of effects, Tom Savini. Yes. And his game, his his name in the movie is Sex Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Is Harvey Cartel in the first one, or is he just in all yeah, the he's sequels? The, he's the yeah, he's the pastor guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I it's like I like the acting. I think the writing is like razor sharp in the first half, up till when like all hell breaks loose in the biker bar, and like I don't know. I think I have like I don't think I like Robert Rodriguez very much. I think that I've just come to that conclusion. Like I'm just not a huge fan of his work. You don't um, like Spy Kids? That's totally your generation. I mean, I liked Spy Kids well enough, I, think I guess. It's dog shit. <laughs> but like, my favorite Robert Rodriguez film is definitely Machete, and that <laughs> is also a sequel to Spy Kids. <laughs> it's yeah. the same character. And yeah. uh, can we just take a moment to just really appreciate Danny Trejo? We should do a whole episode that's just a Danny Trejo tribute <laughs> on this show because he's Trejo. so good. He's in fucking Boba Fett. He's in everything. <laughs> He's a Rancor trainer. He is in everything. And his, his whole thing is make sure I die so that if I'm a bad guy, my grandkids know that bad guys die. Like, that's fantastic. <laughs> what a wholesome dude. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris. I don't much like Robert Rodriguez either. Yeah. I mean, like, this movie's not bad. Like, I would, like, it kind of, like, just has a total tone shift midway through and i think i've told you guys before i'm not big on like just completely bucking what what tone you've set for the whole movie it is a complete 180 (laughs) yeah so like that's kind of why i don't really like it that much but it's not like i don't have really a lot of other issues with the film outside of that i do think it's like worth the watch and i think i think people kind of feel differently on this one depending on who you are and what you like yeah i would have taken an entire movie of the first half like, yeah, I would have taken it without the vampire twist because it, it was interesting. 
And I would have taken a movie with the entire, like, the second half being the tone for the whole movie as well. Like, <laughs> but it just felt weird with, like, it's just, like, two unequal parts that make a unequal whole. Kind Didn't, of. like, Tarantino do half of it and then Robert Rodriguez did the other half of it? Like, I feel like he the divide is pretty it. clear. That, that's what they did with Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them directed Death Proof, the other one directed Planet Terror. But, yeah, he... Quentin Tarantino produced from Dust Till Dawn, and that's why he's in it. He's the he's George Clooney's brother, which he's is so that's unbelievable. Weird in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, George Clooney's brother. It's like, yeah, sorry, you're my half brother, and my mom slept with a foot. Yeah, weird guy with a foot fetish. It looks Tarant- like he masturbates while staring at elementary schools, and the most handsome man on the planet. <laughs> Tarantino literally looks like a foot. <laughs> like, that's not, he not because of, he has not a because, weird foot fetish i know but not even because of his foot fetish like he just looks like a human foot that's how it describes his face he looks like his head's like a big toe <laughs> i love it um chris what's your number four uh my number four is the sixth sense mm. um so this one I saw, so it came out in 99. I saw this when I was like pretty young. Um, I probably was seven at that point. And particularly the scene where the kid gets locked up in the tower with that one guy fucking scarred me like that. And then like the scene where they're walking through the school and he sees those three people in nooses. Both those scenes were just very terrifying to me. Um, and like looking back on it, the cast is really, really good. Uh, I didn't even remember this, but Tony Collette is in this film. Oh, I didn't remember that either. She the mom. Yeah, I think she's the poisoner. Okay. <laughs> For a woman who says she doesn't like horror movies, she sure does do a lot of horror movies. <laughs> Big ones. Yeah. Um, so- and I... The first time I saw this, I mean, the plot twist like absolutely threw me for a loop. Uh, Haley Joel Osment is really good in this film. You know, Bruce Willis does a good job as well, and I just thought it was it was scary enough. Uh, like it wasn't there wasn't scares throughout the whole film, but it did a good job of like setting tension. And the parts that were scary like scared the hell out of me. This was like the birth of DVD is when this movie came out and it was the first and only DVD my family owned for a while. And like, of course it blew my fucking mind when we first did it, but DVDs were like $40 back then. So it took us a long time to get another DVD. So this is one of those ones that like, I've only seen a handful of times just because it was like, all right, I saw it. The twist is a thing, but Bruce Willis is really good in it. And, um, the poisoning part, is uh actually accurate because there's a scene where the girl gets poisoned they're pouring like windex in her food or something like that and her eyes nose and mouth all leak like mucus and when i worked in healthcare, part of my job was to disinfect things and if any disinfectant got left in like say a scope that goes down your throat or whatever your body just massively produces mucus to try and push the disinfectant out so the the way that that associated in my brain was seeing that little girl with the mucus coming out of her eyes nose and mouth like so gross but also like a visceral image that just burned into my brain (laughs) i never got to experience this movie the way that you're supposed to experience because my brother had figured out the twist somehow i don't know what he saw in the trailer 
but he figured that out before. Like, he just watched the trailer and was like, oh, yeah, Bruce Willis is going to be dead the whole time. And then he went and saw it and came back, and he was like, yeah, I was right. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so I've never, I've just always been like, yeah, it's not a huge twist. He was dead the whole time. <laughs> but how do you feel about this movie? This is a ghost movie. Did, was it something that you enjoyed, or do you not like it because it's a ghost movie? Uh, I don't not like it because it's a ghost movie. I just, there is something about the like tone of every Shyamalan movie that just is like a little off to me. I don't know what it, I can't like tangibly like put, like I just can't put it into words, but there's just something about the way everyone acts that just doesn't seem how like people really act. They're like a little robotic or something. I don't know. But none of his movies have ever like really jumped out to me except for, um, I, I really liked Unbreakable. I really like Split, but generally speaking, the, the, the writing is what falls flat in these movies. And then he's like, every time there's a twist. And it's to the point where you're like, okay, when's the twist coming? Yeah, I think he needs to stop. Like He tries to do that because people expect him to do that. And it's like, just make a regular movie. Mm-hmm. Not every movie you make has to have some fucking twist in it. I liked Devil. Devil's all right. Yeah, I, remember, I don't remember anything about it, but I remember liking it. <laughs> Elevators are one of my top fears, or at least they used to be. They're not as much anymore. But Devil was, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I'm not afraid of elevators. Like, it's okay. like I'm afraid of elevators, not what's going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared of you, Satan. <laughs> yeah, get out of my face, Satan. <laughs> get out of my elevator. <laughs> I'm going to floor five, not 666, bitch. Okay. Miles, what do you got? Uh, no, that was yours, right? That was uh, that was Chris's. No, mine was six. Yeah, mine, that was yours. mine is not like I leaned kind of into the sci-fi because that's they're kind of more my jam. The sci-fi horrors of the '90s. So uh, I went with. It's also a subgenre that we talked about in episode 69 of my show, uh, the Disc Dump. It's a skin flick. It's called Species. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. That uh, like very few movies have had such a profound effect on who I am as a person as the movie Species has. Like, ugh, this. Let's just put the thing up right now. Part three of the boob report. Wait, let me try that again. Part two of the boob report. Cut that first part out. Um, yeah. Yes, so I know how it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, this is a, a very booby movie. And uh, I very much enjoy Natasha Henstridge. That is her name. She is fucking smoke show in this. And the premise is that uh, Alien, who is a supermodel, is trying to fuck people to get pregnant and make demon spawn, essentially. And every sequel of this, they hold up. They just pick the hottest fucking chicks and make it into a sci-fi horror movie. And the plot doesn't matter as much as the boobs do. And that's what I have to say about Species. (laughs) <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. I remember the second one being good too. Second one is actually a better plot than the first one is. I saw both of these on USA one one fateful summer. Boo, <laughs> you got to see the censored version. She'd take off her top and there's another top under her top. <laughs> no, but I have and then went and rented them so I could see everything. <laughs> yeah. 
But who we got? Who's the main character in this? Uh, Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen, yeah. And Forrest fucking Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that every, like, I, my mom, okay. there I've had a, a, a plethora of babysitters of various genders. And I also had an older stepbrother. And all of them multiple times rented this movie. So I saw this movie a ton by the time I was 10. <laughs> like, I'd seen it so many times. And I, was, I was always like, oh, you got it again, huh? All right. Like, I was never upset <laughs> just waiting for the opportunity to have the TV and VCR by myself. Miles scratching like a junkie. Like, did you bring the stuff? <laughs> I need it. There's a scene with Alfred Molina where she's on top of, of fucking Doc Ock. And, like, there's just such a perfect cut. Of her being like, here are my boobs, and they jiggle for a second. Oh my god, it's so good. Every scene in this movie, she gets her boobs out. But for some some reason, that's the one that gets me. To this day, it gets me. I'm all fired up now. Are we done yet? (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you ever see this movie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's all I'll say. Oh yeah. Chris is like, (laughs) I have been up the mountain. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to to add on to outside of what you guys have already said about this one. Ninety nine percent of this movie is just her boobies. He's like, oh yeah, I uh, I when you recommended that we talk about this movie, I went and did a little research. That's why I'm so tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got two sprained wrists and a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're sickly. Oh, okay. What's your next yeah. one, Chris? Um, let's see. My next one is. Also sci-fi horror, Event Horizon. And this is one that I've seen more recently, but it held up so well that I was like, hell yeah, I'm putting this on my list. Um, So it's got the guy who plays Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park, Sam Neill. Um, And it also has... There's one other really famous person in this movie. Lawrence Fishburne. And Sean Pertwee from Dog Soldiers. Hell yeah! I've never seen this one. Which person is Sean Partway? He's the Sarge. Oh, me guts. Oh, Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Um, Yeah, but uh, this movie is actually fantastic. I would really like to do this one on the the show sometime. Um, It's got a really, really fascinating plot. Um, So it takes place in 2047. It's directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. And um, alongside having a really strong cast, um, I love like alien and futuristic space horror. And I thought this one did a good job of it actually being really scary and super disturbing. Um, The plot reminds me a little bit of the video game Dead Space, um, which I had, you know, played through before I ever watched this. So this, you know, came before it. So I imagine this was probably one of the one of the influences when they were making Dead Space. Um but yeah, it's uh I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. It's just really really good. Um they go to an abandoned spaceship that is like an experimental spaceship uh that has the ability to like fold space and time to travel further distances faster. And uh everyone on the ship goes missing. So the story follows a rescue mission to the ship to see what, what went down. Um, and the ship's called the event horizon and it's awesome. And, uh, I think that all of this effects work really holds up well. Um, 
It was made in 97. It's a really good sci-fi example of sci-fi horror. Uh, and we get you get some truly disturbing and, like, might I say, like, iconic horror performances from uh, Sam Neill at one point. So, yeah, um, we should definitely cover this on the show since you haven't seen it, Miles. I think you'd like it. Hell, yeah. I'm in. I'm always down for sci-fi horror. Yes, yeah, definitely fucked up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It got it got it was supposed to have like more explanation because people find it a little confusing or or say that it doesn't make sense because they can't understand it because it got like pushed ahead. It wasn't supposed to come out so soon, but uh, James Cameron needed more time on Titanic because Titanic was supposed to come out in the summer and it didn't want to come out until Christmas time. And they were like, "We need you to get this movie out for us now to fill this spot. <laughs> like oh, we shit. can't not have a movie come out." Um, so yeah, they had to like rush it out, but it is, it is good. It's fucked up. I can see it definitely influencing a lot of stuff that we've gotten after that. There's like a spiritual sequel and I can't remember what it's called. It's like Dennis Quaid and Ben, what's his name? Ben Foster. Are you talking Uh, about, uh, Pandorum? Pandorum. I love that movie. That movie's fucking dope. Yeah. This is kind of like that movie. It's real okay. fucked up, like, fucking body horror in outer space. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, Pandorum's the shit, so I'm 100% yeah. in now. Yeah, it's like Hellraiser in outer space. It's fucking... That's insane. how even, I would describe Even it. though there is a Hellraiser Fuck in outer yeah. space, and it's garbage. <laughs> Dude, that sounds fucking dope. I'm excited. Hell yeah, we should cover that sooner than later, then. Yeah, um, I... I would, I would, if you have not seen this movie out there, listeners, I would definitely recommend it. It took me a while to catch it. Like I said, it's from 97 and I just saw it maybe two and a half, three years ago for the first time. But it is one of those movies where like it, it just holds up really well because there's not a lot of other content that like tries to do this kind of stuff. So there's nothing to like compare it to, to be like, oh, well, this one's a better, more updated version. There's just like nothing else out there. That's like it. Well, it's awesome. practical effects, too. Practical effects always fucking hold up for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, I need a timeout for a second. I got to pee and grab another beer. Where? Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't want to, like, spoil it too much because I feel like there's a lot of, like, a lot of that movie is not really knowing what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very confusing movie. I definitely need to watch it. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it all the way through. I just have seen all of it in different spots. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. I I actually, I was surprised how much I liked it because I'm definitely more preferential to newer stuff because, like, the writing is generally more cohesive and, like, the cinematography and, like, effects work in more modern horror is, like, way more tight. But... Yeah. That being said, this one's definitely one that I would. I mean, I want to. I want to go back and watch it for a second time, just because I really liked it the first time. Yeah, well, that's how he got lumped into all those video game movies because Paul W. S. Anderson made Mortal Kombat, and then his follow-up to Mortal Kombat was Event Horizon, which was supposed to be like you did Mortal Kombat, and it didn't cost us a lot, but it made a lot of money. So now you can make whatever you want to make. So he was making oh, this like really dude. good film, and then it kind of gotten ruined a little bit to where <laughs> it didn't get reviewed very well critically. Yeah, because it was rushed. So 
then after that, he still had to, like, he made all the Resident Evil movies and shit like that. I know, I'm looking at that. He did Alien vs. Predator as well. Yeah. Yeah, he just does all these, like, kind of shittier movies. Death Race. So, Josh, what's your number three? Uh, I will go with a movie with the sister of the actor in your last movie, Virginia Madsen, sister of Michael Madsen, and Candyman. Candyman. It's such a good movie. It's so fucking scary. <laughs> I really like that movie. It fucking freaked me out when I was a kid, too. It's like the first horror movie I ever watched where I was like actually really into the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to like focus instead of just being terrified, but I was still like scared at the same time. But I was like, man, that's really fucking good. <laughs> Chris, it's, have you seen the original Candyman? I have. Um, I I like the story of it, but it just like I don't know. To me, it it's like almost for for once in the horror genre ever it's actually too story heavy for me and doesn't have enough scares hmm. like i think the scares that it does have are really really effective and i love the candy man as a killer but i personally was preferential to the remake that just that's, came out that's what i didn't like about the remake was that it was like not enough candy man too much guy wandering around going what about the candy man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, there's, yeah, I know, I understand what you're saying, because there is a lot of, like, there's researching the Candyman, and then there's the relationship between the lady and Candyman, and then all the stuff with why a Candyman was killed, and then how that's connected to where it is in present day, and then her husband cheating on her, and getting her fucking best friend pregnant, and, like, there is a lot of, like, shit where it's, like, Man, you're really stacking up all the information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's very rare that you'll find me being like, there was too much story in it. But, <laughs> like, I think this one, <laughs> this one in particular for me, because, like, the Candyman is just so scary. So I'm just like, shit, dude, let's get some more Candyman in here. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's like, why he's so scary. Is like they Which don't is what I, I assume the sequels would be, I assume, because there's two sequels to this. Farewell to Flesh and Day of the Dead. Yeah, I assume that those would be less story, more Candyman, but every, no one has ever said anything good about them. Everyone says the sequels are awful. Mm-hmm. I've, never se- I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah, I haven't seen those two. So, I don't know. I know I've heard you say this fact like three times on other shows. I don't know if you've said it on this show. Josh, tell us about the bees. Oh, yes. Uh, apparently, Tony Todd is extremely allergic to bees. <laughs> Jesus. For his, his most famous role being him having bees in his mouth. Right. <laughs> so, to like get him to do it, they were like, we'll give you $1,000 for every time he gets stung by a bee. And, like, we have... We have medical personnel on <laughs> on staff. <laughs> Jesus. Not the base. Not the bees. Not the base. Yeah, Nick Cage, you're a little bitch. Tony <laughs> Todd took it like a man. <laughs> this is one of those movies that has the most blatant, like, you can do this movie, we'll pay you to do it, but we'll give you an extra $8,000 if you get naked in it, and that's the boob report. Because she's just, like, in a bathtub for no reason at one point, and she gets her boobs out, and it's like, what was the reason? I'm not upset. I just don't understand. This was 100% unnecessary to the plot in any way. It was the 90s, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
So yeah, I was I was uh that's what part of what I remember most vividly from this movie is that that is a very attractive woman, and she's in the remake, right? Isn't she like the mm. therapist lady in the remake? Probably they always do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Miles's memory, Miles's memory when it comes to tits is fucking flawless. It is. This is my it's favorite like, thing in the universe. I can't believe you guys remembers, don't remember the bathtub. Scene. Remembers tits from a movie from thirty-two years ago, but can't remember if an actress is in a movie he saw six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Did she get her boobs out? No, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just I was just cracking up at that. It's like This is this is my role on the show is I'm the boob report guy. <laughs> like I watched the new one or I watched the original one before I went and saw the new one and I forgot that she even has her tits out in the original one. So she that's has her tits why I was out laughing. twice. She gets her tits out when she gets arrested and she has to like strip down to get tested <laughs> to get like checked for anything and then she gets her boobs out when she's in a bathtub. You are Why literally the show's Mr. Skin. Yeah. That's me. That used to be my favorite website. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Who's next? I am. So, speaking of boobs, we got some plastic boobs in Bride of Chucky. <laughs> I, I, I literally cannot believe you. <laughs> I was so surprised that you had this on your list. I truly Why? was. It's so good. This movie like defined the Child's Play series for like a lot of movies after this one. Like he's all fucked up and stuck back together and we got Jennifer Tilly back and there's a point at least I didn't say Seed of Chucky. Like that movie's way worse. <laughs> yeah. No, I do I like Bride of Chucky as well, but it did open it to be a straight-up comedy, which is how we got the awful seed of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> he kills John Ritter with a bunch of nails. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, and references him being Pinhead. Does he? <laughs> yeah. like, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> and the, the opening scene is someone stealing Chucky's parts from the police evidence lockup. And in that lockup, you can see Jason's mask and Leatherface's chainsaw. And Freddy's glove and uh, like a knife from Halloween and stuff because it was everything was owned by New Lines at that time. Yeah, like what's not to like about this movie? Jennifer Tilly's annoying. I'll give you that, but like I don't know when I used to Jennifer go. Jennifer Tilly is amazing. You think so? Talking about wearing yourself out to a tape. <laughs> <laughs> was it the doll sex scene in this one? Is that what got you? <laughs> no, it's just her in real life. <laughs> Playing poker with her tits out to, like, fucking bug out the other players and shit. Yeah, she does it. She does it for a young Josh. She does it for a middle-aged Josh as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hating, Chris? What don't you like about Bride of Chucky? Is it uh, Catherine Heigl? It's okay if it's Catherine Heigl. <laughs> no, I love, I love Catherine Heigl. It's just, I, I don't know. I just found it very silly. Very it's very silly. silly. It is like, very silly. I mean, <laughs> it's just a Final Destination movie with Chucky running around. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's very it is very self referential, but I just like I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of this one. Maybe if I went back and watched it now, I I would feel differently. It's been a while since I've seen it. You didn't like when he threw the champagne bottle at the mirror on the ceiling and killed the people in the waterbed and then laid his doll wife down and did her right there in front of the fireplace. No. I mean, it's a pretty cool scene without the sex scene, and it. it is a pretty cool kill, but yeah. <laughs> no, I can't say I particularly enjoyed that scene, Josh. 
I used to go to Hot Topic and they had life size dolls of from this movie. Like they had the girl with like the leather and shit on, and she did her makeup and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had like chopped up Chucky, and like if you type in Child's Play Chucky, you see him chopped up in almost everything, and that like directly is spawned from this movie. Yep, that's true. So, um, since you since you're drinking the Haterade, sickly Chris, what you got next? <laughs> Back to a movie that actually scares me. Uh, we've got the Blair Witch Project. Um, so I love found footage, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I first watched this. I had no idea what the background was. I didn't even know it wasn't a true story. I literally was just like, I mean. This was like the first found footage film I had ever seen. It was the first major blockbuster found footage film ever. Yeah, so I thought it was like pretty much real when I saw it the first time, and it scared the shit out of me. It was fucking terrifying. And then when I showed it to someone a number of years later, a, a girl I was dating at the time, I told her it was real, and she was fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like see this movie and think it's real like it will shake you to your core um like upon rewatch now like with you know hindsight and having seen a bunch of other found footage films it would have been nice to see a little bit more of the witch or the effects of the witch on camera um, there is a lot of just running through the woods at night or like hearing random noises and shit like that. But I don't know. This movie just like establishes dread very, very well. Um, and the acting from the the three main characters is fantastic. Strong enough to actually carry the entire story um, without ever really having to show you anything outside of stick figures and someone standing in a corner. So I I really like this movie. Um, is it one that I rewatch super regularly? No, but like for the time, I think it's like one of the best horror films that came out in the entire decade. Yeah, I mean it was the highest grossing movie compared to its budget f until like I think the first Paranormal Activity movie came out. That's wild. I uh, confession time. Because <laughs> go ahead. Because I think it made it cost like. $5,500 to make or something like that and then they <laughs> wound up grossing like $200 million. <laughs> it was so cheap. I uh, Confession time. Never saw I this never one. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I know it's like important to cinema. <laughs> like I know that like it's the first major found footage film and that I, I know that people thought it was real and it had this whole controversy about it. And when it first came out, my thing was like, I don't want to watch a shaky cam movie. Like I don't see the reason to watch people run through the woods. And now I'm totally open to seeing it. I just never got around to it. Miles could smell the lack of tits on it a mile away. <laughs> There are no tits, goddammit, I'm not watching this. <laughs> I agree with Chris. I I was very disappointed after it was over that we never saw the witch, like even just for a second right at the end. Yeah. Smells but like it, Del Toro. <laughs> it, this is definitely like a movie of its time, like for the effectiveness of it, because this was like early day internet. So it was a lot of rumors to whether, oh, this no, this is fake, no, this is real, because found footage hadn't been done before mm -hmm. so there were lots of reports that like no these people died <laughs> like this is, and it's done like it's real like 
Yeah. So it was cool to like watch it and not know and try to be like like looking for things to be like does this look fake does this look fake and it just doesn't so then at the end of the movie you're like do these people really die i remember i saw the sequel like when what uh okay so i was homesick from school oh you've seen the sequel that's awful it was a long time ago it was on fear net back when fear net was a thing i saw the sequel and there was a plumber in the house, and I was sick from school, so my parents were like, okay, we can go do what we need to do, just watch the plumber, and I was like, okay. And I watched The Blair Witch 2, and I just was waiting for boobs that I don't think ever showed up, and uh, yeah, so the the plumber just kept doing his thing, making noise downstairs, and I'm sitting, it's a very red movie, they have like a red filter over a lot of yeah. the second one, so... Of course Overall. they do, Miles. It's the Book of Shadows. The Book of Shadows. Yeah, I, uh, I never saw the original, but I'm 100% open to seeing it. It's got the guy from Burn Notice in it. <laughs> yeah, it does have the guy from Burn Notice in it. <laughs> yeah, Book of Shadows is like a prime example of like how CGI makes something cool, like really dumb looking, because they're just <laughs> like, let's CGI it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember Did- anything about it other than it's red. Have either of you seen the remake? There was a new Blair Witch a couple of years ago. No. no I no, have I haven't not. seen it either. It obviously did real well since none of us know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't hear game. anything good about it. I would love to see a good remake of this movie. I feel like that could be really scary. I think it's like a sequel to the original, but it's not a found footage. It's like I'm the brother of one of the of the girl from the first one, and I need to find my sister or whatever. Let's see, 2016. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. We may have to look into this. Josh, what's your number four? Number four? We're at, like, number two. Or number two, I'm sorry. What's your number <laughs> two going the other direction? Um, I'll go uh, Child's Play 2. Mine are in no real order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Child's Play 2, that came out in the early 90s. That movie's dope. Lots of people say it's better than the original. I seem to remember thinking it was better than the original, but I have not seen it in my adult life, so I would like to revisit that at some point. I think the body of the movie is better in the original, but the ending is better in the second one. Because the ending takes place inside the good guy doll factory. (laughs) I remember that. That's all yeah. I remember is that it's in the in the good guy doll factory. But I really liked the end of the first one. I thought the first one when he comes out of the fireplace and shit. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's real creepy. <laughs> but he's not in this this one. He's like ripping his own hand off and then jamming a knife into his stump, oh, like taping yeah. it up and stuff. Like it's, <laughs> he's a bad motherfucker in this one. He beats an old lady teacher to death with a yardstick. <laughs> oh, it's all coming back now. <laughs> You ever see this one, Chris? Uh, at some point, I believe I did see part two. I think I saw this, Bride of Chucky, and Seed, and then I was like, all right, I'm good on. <laughs> I, I think that's where I fucked up, though, is because I didn't rewatch the first one. Three was pretty good, too. Three wasn't that bad. That was in a military camp. and Yeah, three was the first one I actually saw, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> is two the one where on the cover he's cutting the jack-in-the-box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure I've seen the second one. I feel like those two, the first one and the second one came out like back to back and then there was a little bit of a hiatus till 3. No, there wasn't. There's not a hiatus. They just 
aged the actor up like 10 years and acted like there was, but it only came out 10 months after the last one. Oh, really? Wow. Holy yeah, crap. they like super rushed it, but the character goes from being like 8 to being fucking 18 in one <laughs> movie. Interesting. I mean, yeah, that's definitely one we need to revisit for the show. Because, like, I feel like doing a whole franchise at once has its merits, but it is better to bust them up and, like, do them by sections. Yeah, Space and Wild is good. Yeah, especially, like, I don't know if I ever want to do Seed of Chucky. Like, that movie sucks. (laughs) Oh, no, dude, there's, like, 17 movies in that franchise at this point. Like, there's no reason to go deeper than Bride of Chucky. Um, But, yeah, two is great, and I love it, so... Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> so my next one was a close contender for number one for me, and that is the movie Cube, again, leading into the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that movie? I remember it and so. its sequel, but I haven't, I've never seen it. It's so fucking good. I watched that one not too long ago, too, and it 100% holds up. So the premise is all these people just wake up in different rooms that are square like cube rooms and the they're all inside this massive cube and they're moving around so there's no way to really orient yourself but you can go any direction into another room and like three quarters of the rooms are booby trapped so you'll like slip down the floor into the next room and it'll just be like spikes that come out and shoot clean through you and shit or flamethrowers or just like chainsaws like it is so good and you don't know until you go into the room so like they end up like a whole group of people end up finding each other as they're going through rooms and they're like how the fuck do we get out of here and you have no idea what's going on the whole movie and they like they're trying to piece together how they got there but none of them really remember how they got there it's a really 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 good movie and it's had a super low budget i think it was a sci-fi original movie but god damn it's good and all the sequels are trash but the first one is so good huh i don't think i'm like reading about it right now i don't think i've actually seen this so i'll have to put this on my list too it's fucking solid cube it's saying movies similar to it are the platform which i just watched recently. yeah it's was... the platform is definitely a spiritual predecessor of the cube the cube it's so yeah, i good. love i love like puzzle films like like uh, escape room and escape room tournament of champions and all the saw movies it's interesting those were the first two you chose mm-hmm. <laughs> i was waiting for you to say untitled third sequel to escape room <laughs> have, wait have you guys seen those movies no. no the first one looked interesting though they actually the first one's fucking awesome the second one oh, yeah. is good not great but the first one blew my expectations away i thought it was gonna be really stupid and i saw it and i was like damn this is actually sick it's got karen from daredevil in it yeah it does hell yeah i'm in i want to see that shit like that looks decent to me it's like and like truth or dare you'd think that would be a terrible movie and it's not like all these movies that they seem like they're going to be really bad are not the worst movies ever made so escape room is definitely one i want to check out yeah i uh I think I I think I saw that like two years a year and a half back two years ago and uh, I saw it begrudgingly like someone forced me to watch it and I was like do I really I was like fine whatever like I'll fucking watch this and I put it on and then I was like the shit's actually really intense like this is <laughs> actually really good I cannot believe this is it has no right to be as good as it is right now. Next time we like put movies up to a vote, Cube is gonna be my movie. Like it's really good. I want you guys to watch it. Like. 
super fucking solid movie. It, it's competing with my number one for my choice. Like, it's, it's a really good movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. But speaking of really good movies, <clears throat> Chris, what's your number one? My number one is Scream. Another ghost movie. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so so we've got It, which is a ghost, Sixth Sense, which is a ghost, Event Horizon, which is, we'll, we'll leave that ambiguous. Probably. Space Witch, Ghosts. Space Ghosts, Ghost to Ghost. Blair Witch, Ghost, Scream, Ghost Face. So, you know, we all ghosts over here. No, um, yeah, so Scream, I mean... If you haven't seen Scream and you listen to our show, that's honestly insane to me. Like, just go ahead and turn this off. Go sit down. Watch Scream. Change your life. Because most of the most of the meta references that we make in this show can probably be rooted in some way to Scream. It's one of those um, movies that, like, evaded me on its quality until later in life. I didn't like that it was so meta at first, but I think adult Miles would find a real appreciation for it. Yes. I. It's one of the few horror movies that the more I watch it, the more I like it. Which is I watched it for your, uh, your Geek Peak Scream stream, and uh, I really I didn't watch much of it. But as you guys were talking over it, and I would like go back and forth and watch little bits of it, it was like, oh yeah, I remember all this. I seem to remember enjoying the second one more. Is the second one good, or was I just a stupid teenager? Uh, I feel like everyone kind of has their own favorite, except for uh, most people don't think three is that great. Um, mm-hmm. ex- except for Martin from Effin Nerds, <laughs> who loves Scream 3, apparently, per their episode. I like the opening of Scream 3. I think the opening is real good, but the opening is kind of always good. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean, no, Miles, you're not you're not solo on that. I think some people do like Scream 2 better. Um, the majority of people, I would say, probably think Scream 1's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, for second, I, I personally like 4 as my second favorite, but a lot of people would say Scream 2 is their second favorite. Omar Epps gets stabbed in the face in the second, the opening of the second one. Who doesn't love Omar Epps? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really like the second one, and yeah, well. the the third one's not great either. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I really say, liked five. They really brought it back with five. We did that whole episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that Scream is one of the most influential horror movies from the nineties. Um, I think it rebooted the entire slasher genre um and for that you got to give it got to give it some cred plus i mean the idea of there being two killers and not knowing who either of them is uh is so fascinating to me so i just wish that they wouldn't reuse that every fucking movie like make it three killers in this one like oh there's a whole cult like i feel like they could change it up but everyone follows the same formula they address that they're following the same formula and they still do it but i it is not lost on me that the slasher genre continues to exist because wes craven made this movie so like it made his career continue and it also influenced the genre as a whole so i have mad respect for the screen movies 
Yeah, for sure. And I will say just one one note is that the opening scene in this movie is one of the best openings for a horror film like ever. Mm, yeah. Just it's in fucking general. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even like to this day when I rewatch it cuz I've seen it a bunch now, but like that scene where he leaps through the window when uh Casey is running scares the shit out of me even when I know it's coming. It gets me every time. <laughs> Super solid movie. Uh, Josh, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is Halloween H2O. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, oh, mine aren't H2O. in any particular order, but I do like H2O. Now, okay. Is that... I'm pretty sure that's the first movie in the Halloween movie series I saw. Is that the one where Jamie Lee Curtis dies in the opening scene? No, that's Resurrection. That's the That's the one after H2O. So H2O, okay, does that one have the guy who gets, uh, uh, hold on, words are really hard sometimes. Is that the one where the guy gets um, rollerblades to the face, or uh, ice skates to the face? Ice skates, yeah, Joe, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets ice skates to the face in the beginning of the movie, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of the first horror movies in general I ever saw, but for some reason that's pretty much, like, they all kind of blend together for me, the Halloween movies. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to get, like, a direct sequel again. And, I mean, because I hadn't seen four, five, or six at the time. And uh, the ending is just so great because it's, like, so definitive. Resurrection really fucking... I like to just pretend that one doesn't even exist. So, like, in the Tangled (laughs) Web of Halloween, where does that one fall? It's a direct sequel to two? Two, yeah. Yeah, it's 20 years later. They were going to include things to be like, yeah, this is just part seven. Like, four, five, and six still happened. Mm-hmm. Like, there was going to be a scene where they mentioned that, like, they were talking about Michael, and they mentioned that uh, Laurie Schrode's daughter got killed, and she, like, goes in the other room and, like, throws up, like, being mm-hmm. upset that she finds that her daughter dies and stuff. But they were just like, nah, we'll just kind of, we just won't mention any of that stuff. We'll just, this is a sequel to Laurie's uh, story because originally it was going to be called uh, Halloween 7 the Revenge of Laurie Strode and then they just changed it to H2O <laughs> water yeah like that's a terrible name for a movie like to this day when I see Halloween H2O I'm like that's the one where Michael drinks a bunch of water <laughs> well because it's called I think the full title of it is Halloween H2O 20 years later <laughs> interesting yeah, like, that one doesn't particularly stand out to me in any way other than it was, like, the first one I saw. Yeah. That one, correct me if I'm wrong, but it had a different theatrical ending than the DVD release. Like, Michael dies in two different ways at the end of this movie. Like, one mm. is he burns, and then the other is he gets impaled on a tree trunk. I, I've I, never se- I've never seen an alternate take. The only take I've ever seen is he gets launched out of the van. The van pins him to a tree, and then Lori cuts his head off with an axe. Right, and it turns out that it's the the EMT. No, 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 no. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Resurrection is garbage. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I uh, I actually think this might have been the first Halloween movie that I saw. Yeah, that makes both of us. Um. And the one scene that I always remember is him looking through that like circular cafeteria window at yeah at uh, I almost said Casey Anthony at Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> 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 uh, 
She's like drowning her baby, and she looks over. And oh no! Bad joke. bad joke. Bad joke. It's terrifying. It is kind of terrifying. Why don't they ever make a movie like that? Like it's like Dexter. Like fucking. There's just a bunch of serial killers, and Michael Myers pops up. Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I definitely thought you were about to say a serial killer that kills children, and I was like, I don't nope. want to see that. There are a few movies like that, and they are uh, not the best movies. Yeah, the less that <laughs> yeah, I have that, to watch of that, the better. There are some negative aspects to this movie. Like, it definitely is of the times. It's definitely a 90s movie, especially the fact that it's a Kevin Williamson movie, so it's written like Dawson's Creek. It's got Josh Hartnett in it, baby. Introducing Josh Hartnett. That was his first roll. movie. Wow. I love that. And it's got yeah. LL Cool J. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wants to be a, he wants to write erotic thriller novels. <laughs> <laughs> He's out here writing species. Oh. But there's a lot of like iconic shots in it. I think it, I, I still think it's one of the best ones. Right on. Well, that brings us to the final movie to discuss of this episode, and I think it's probably best that this is the final movie to discuss of this episode, which is my number one, Silence of the Lambs, one of the first horror movie to win an Oscar. Anthony Hopkins, bro. So fucking good. This movie inspired me to read five books. So, like, <laughs> that's a good movie if it makes you want to read. <laughs> I forgot you changed yours, so I was like, man, is he really doubling down on the faculty? Is that going to be his nah, number one? No, no, no. Another Josh Hartnett vehicle, but no. I wasn't sure that one held up, so I, I skipped out on the, the faculty. But Silence of the Lambs, man. Hard to argue that it's one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Some of the best characters ever made. Like, Clarice Starling is a standard for strong female character. Like... Everyone's like, oh, you want to write a strong female character? Look at Clarice Starling is like number one. So she's super fucking awesome. The actors are all phenomenal. The guy who plays Buffalo Bill, he's, oh, I'd fuck me. So good. Yeah. So good. Like everything about, me. every like there's no fat on this movie. There's no scenes in this movie where I'm like, that didn't belong in there. Like everything comes full circle. We get Hannibal Lecter, one of the greatest villains of all time, portrayed by one of the greatest actors of all time. He was so good in this movie that he fucking he ended up getting broken up with by uh, Martha Stewart because she was like, "Nah, you freaked me out, bro. I can't do this." <laughs> so, like, I don't I don't have anything bad to say about this movie at all. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it sets a tone, and it keeps that tone through the entire fucking movie, <laughs> and that tone is tense and unsettling. Put a lotion in the fucking basket. <laughs> 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 fucking homeboy throws jizz in their hair. <laughs> Look at the blood! Yeah, I could do, like, I literally could tell you, like, I could read the script of the movie out of my brain. Like, I've seen this movie so many times. The scene where he, like, breaks out of prison and he, like, cuts the dude's face off and wears it to escape. Oh, my God, so gnarly! I didn't know, like, of course this is a horror movie, but, like, sometimes I forget because it's just, like, it falls under just classic cinema in my brain that I forget that it's a horror movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's always hard when, like, cops and CIA are involved yeah. to think of it as horror because the main person has a fucking gun at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, like, procedural and, like, criminal psychology based. 
I really like this movie. I I don't know. I'm not as high on this movie as I feel like everyone else on planet Earth is. And I think it's honestly just because I watched it like 10 or 15 years after it came out. And I had heard like so many of the quotes and it like so many scenes referenced that it wasn't as big of a surprise for me. But I can't imagine watching this for the first time and like going in completely blind and watching it. Because like that's kind of what I did for uh, Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit! Did we forget Seven on this Seven's list? Seven's a good movie too. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, I fucking love Seven. We got H two O and we didn't get Seven. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like we just said though. It's because they're cops. Like it just seems like a, that's a cop movie, but it is a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. mystery kind of like supersedes horror in our minds. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like Silence of the Lambs like has everything. Like I, I view it as a really good movie, but not as a excellent horror movie because it doesn't really scare me. I guess is the best. Like maybe it is the cops, or maybe it's just like serial killers are less like just plain serial killers that are not like supernatural or whatever are just interesting as opposed to scary to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I do think. I think Silence of the Lambs needed to be on this list, and I think it's like one of the best movies of the '90s period. Hundred percent agree. I honestly like this might be sacrilege, but I prefer the movie Hannibal to the movie Silence of the Lambs. The books, not at all, but the movie Hannibal came out in 2000, or else it would have definitely been my number one. But like, I Gary, like Hannibal better than Silence yeah, of the Lambs. Gary Oldman fucking kills it in Hannibal. He's so good. <laughs> so good. Ah, like the scene at the freaking in Italy where he fucking razors the detective is so gnarly, and then he hangs him on a freaking dolly outside. Oh, so good! Hannibal Lecter is like legit of the horror icons. Like I think might be my favorite. Like I love Jason. Don't get me wrong, but Hannibal is such a great fucking character. Smarter than you, faster than you, two steps ahead of you, and ruthless. Yeah. And we already had this discussion. I I prefer Red Dragon because that movie is fucking great. Also, too. fucking dope movie. Yeah, so so fucking intense and a lot. It's it is like a Silence of the Lamb because he's he is back in prison. Mm-hmm. Well, not back in prison because it's like a prequel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in the book. He's already in prison, but in yeah. the movie, they like Edward Norton stabs him with arrows and shit. Oh. <laughs> And we got Ray Fiennes as the bad guy. Yeah, oh, the my red, God. The red dragon himself is fucking what a terrifying villain. <laughs> I feel people. like we should we should do a whole we should do a Hannibal series because I like I mean, Hannibal, just Hannibal straight up is my favorite of the series. But I also really like Hannibal Rising. Me where too. It like, where it goes <laughs> into his freaking backstory of why he eats people and shit. He decapitates Miles. people with a horse. <laughs> Dude, it's so Miles, good. have you seen Manhunter? I own Manhunter. I love that movie yeah. too. It's is just, it Manhunter or Manhunt? Manhunter. It's, oh, okay. uh, it's literally Red Dragon, but the 70s. Is <laughs> early, it? Yeah. Early 80s, late 70s. I'm not sure when it came out, but the main dude from CSI is uh, is Will Graham. Yeah, and uh, Hannibal Lecter is played by, uh, what's his fucking name? Brian Cox, also Brian an amazing Cox, actor yeah. playing Hannibal. He's only in it for like eight minutes, but he's like steals the show. Is it scary though? Like, is it a horror movie? Or is it more like a detective movie? It's it's an eighties movie. Is really what it, like it's hard to say. Eighties movies are scary. Yeah. Well. But yeah, that one really centers more around Will Graham and his like, 
Like, the other one also centers around him, but Hannibal plays a much bigger role in Red Dragon than he does in Mindhunter. Or Manhunter. Mindhunter? Manhunter. No, Mindhunter is the TV show. Mindhunter is a fantastic TV show, but yes. They're saying they're yeah. going to make another season of that. I'm so fucking stoked. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, they are? Is that yeah, new? He, they, they, everyone signed on to do another season, but they probably aren't going to start production till 23. Oh, my God. David Fincher, you fucking God. Yeah, David Fincher, last year he was like, it would be cool to go back to it, but I don't plan on it. And then this year he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, we should do it. Let's do it. And they, everyone signed on. Bro, I had, like, literally given up hope. It's so good. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. <laughs> I like Netflix can make that shit happen. My hope is back. Like I legitimately was like, all right, I'm just going to like square myself with the fact that we're never getting a season three. I'm sad, but it is what it is. And you just change my change my luck. Yeah, buddy. It's so good. <laughs> so that's our uh, our tournament of 90s, our, our 90s champion films. Um Anything else we want to talk about? Like, could talk about how Critters 4 is Leonardo DiCaprio's first movie, but that one didn't make the cut. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of honorable mentions to be had, but overall, I think our lists were pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only ones, the notable ones that I guess we might have missed was we missed Misery, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't seen in so long that I didn't think was fair to put on there. Um, also... I love urban legend. That's a a, a fucking guilty pleasure and a half. Um, What is it? The haunting with Owen Wilson and Liam Neeson. (laughs) That was on my idea. I was like, ah, maybe no house on haunted Hill. I I loved that one. I love the nineties house on haunted Hill. I'm surprised Josh that you didn't put Wes Craven's new nightmare on there. I was sure you were going to put that on there. Yeah. I thought about it, but I, I, yeah, we yeah. had talked about it enough already. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, and Miles, I was kind of surprised that you didn't throw a Leprechaun on your list. It was on my first list, and then I was like, I gotta revise this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, The Faculty is a fucking really good movie from what I remember, but I haven't seen it recently enough to say for sure it's a good movie. No, I, I like the faculty. It's yeah. right. It's the same shit. It's Kevin Williamson. So it's all, all the dialogue is all the same through all his movies. Mm. I really Directed by Joss movie. Whedon. Joss Whedon it? did it? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yep. That filthy monster. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ruined the Justice League, saved the Avengers. What can you do? <laughs> Perfectly balanced as all things should be. <laughs> <laughs> did you know he wrote Alien Resurrection? Yeah. I didn't know that until I covered it on my show. Like, he wrote a movie that everyone shits on, but when you rewatch it, it's really not that bad. It's a pretty good movie. I don't hate it like everyone does, but it's not, I don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> it's not Alien 3, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I like Alien 3. David yeah. Fincher. I don't yep. want to shamelessly promote my own show, but yeah. We did a whole Alien two months. It was dope. Anyway, so uh, that's our lists. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope it inspires you to watch movies like American Werewolf in Paris. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you missed The Sixth Sense, shame on you. Uh, Fucking Night of the Living Dead remake. I'm in. We should fucking do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm about that. We gotta do a zombie month because we got so many zombie movies to watch. Fuck yeah. We should do a zombie remake month. Just the remakes of the best zombie movies. <laughs> um, so, 
if you guys like our silly banter, some of the things we say, some of our logos, our artwork, uh, Josh's hard work, you should find us for some t-shirts. Uh, hhpod.threadless.com to get your shirts. Uh, you want the Kakoa Shaw seal of approval? That's where you're going to get it, bro. So, yeah, check that out. We don't make a lot of money off of it. For every, like, $30 you spend, we make one. So rock that shit if you love it. That's my thought. I don't know. But definitely spread the word of High on Horror. <laughs> yeah, if you want to support us, just Venmo me. Yeah. <laughs> Venmo me. <laughs> or get a shower curtain with our beautiful faces on. Yeah, that really. actually would be. That, that's worth more than you sending me $10. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so how do they find us on the socials? Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Pod. Please send us uh, movie suggestions or tell us if you've seen the movies that we cover and what you thought of them. Or if you listen to our show, let us know what you thought of our episodes. Also, find us anywhere podcasts are found and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're the good high on horror. Yeah, the only one. The yep, easiest the way. Only one. The easiest way to get in contact with us is to stand in your in your bathroom with the lights off and look at the mirror and say Kakoa Shaw, Kakoa Shaw, <laughs> Kakoa Shaw, and then all three of us will appear like around you. Our heads will just be like circling you, and we'll be like, "What movie do you want us to review next?" <laughs> I'll be dressed like an eagle for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> So remember, life is short, so why not get high?